Welcome back to our podcast, People Just Like Us. We're really glad that you've been able to join us again. And today I'm joined by Jill. Um, Jill actually does quite a lot with Healing for the Heart. Jill is the person who makes all the website stuff possible for us. So if you've been on our website, then um, Jill is the person that we have to thank for our website. So Jill and I are going to have a bit of a conversation. Uh, We have known each other for quite some time, for longer than we've been doing the Healing for the Heart stuff. Um, And so I thought that it would be really interesting for folks who tune into our podcast to hear a wee bit about who Jill is and what she does and some of the stuff that she has been thinking through in terms of mental health and well-being so why don't you tell us Jill um, how you came to be doing what you're doing just now what it is you're doing just now what that's like tell us a bit about yourself okay so my uh, background uh, professionally is in programming and I worked for many many years for uh, Glasgow University doing programming and uh, during that time I was doing a lot of repetitive work and a friend of mine from university that I kind of lost touch with um, had just had a baby girl and within 24 hours of her baby being born uh, they both had passed away from sepsis which was really um, impactful it really impacted me it really gave me a little bit of a wake-up call in that what what the heck am I doing with my life Um, so Cutting a lot, a long story short, I uh, packed up myself, packed up my house, packed in my job, and went and taught skiing and snowboarding uh, in a number of countries around the world. Had a blast. Came back to the UK, worked for a number of charities, and eventually said, "I think I actually want to be my own boss. I want to run the show here. What can I do?" And I realised that what I could do would, was make websites so uh, that was when uh, Buttered Host was born and uh, started I think that was 2018 yeah. and uh, I've been working full time in the business since 2019 just at the end of the year and just before Covid struck so <laughs> excellent <laughs> yeah yeah it was quite interesting times so Buttered Host Buttered host, yes. So do you want to tell us the story of the name? So the, the name comes from my daughter. Originally, I, when I first, so websites wasn't my first idea. Hosting was my first idea. And many of you won't even know or care what that is, even if you do know. Um, but I, I had spent ages setting up this automated hosting um system where people would come on the internet and buy my hosting (laughs) and they would never talk to me and I would never talk to them and and I would just get their money all the time and it was going to be amazing (laughs) and I I spent I spent a long time long nights and long weekends setting this up and of course nobody came at all so that was that was quite a lesson to me and so the the word buttered host host is played on the uh, play on hosting uh, buttered uh, just came out of the air from Isla. don't know where it came from. Uh, the irony with that is that I am vegan and I don't eat butter. So <laughs> anyway, we loved the name. It stuck. Lots of people love the name and, and I don't see us changing it no matter what we're doing now. So. And I love the stuff on the bottom of your emails now I noticed in terms of the fun facts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, well, I, so I, I tried this new thing. So this is about uh, how you manage... 
what people, the pressure you feel from people emailing you all the time, um, because that can be, there's a, something in me that I want to really do a good job for people, so I want to immediately respond to what they're saying, and I realised that actually that's not, it's not very good for my work, and it's not very good for my mental health. So um, my coach suggested that I put some kind of uh, message on that, that just says that I pick up my emails at various times. And I noticed somebody else did this. They put some fun facts at the bottom of one of these emails. And it was just the idea that it, it takes the sting out of it a little bit, you know. I'm not speaking to you, but here, this is funny anyway, you know. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. I thought it was good. good. It made my day good. and it made me oh, smile. Good. So there well, we go. I've had nothing but positive feedback from it. And Excellent. that, I was quite worried about that. So yep. it's been good. Yeah. It's, it's been positive. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, so you moved into uh, owning your own business, effectively mm. working for yourself and really working by yourself quite a lot of the time as well. Um, mm. So I suppose I'm, I'm quite interested to to hear how you look after yourself in the midst of that because that must be quite isolating yeah and that's 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 a really really piercing question for me actually because I think probably the the answer to it is that I don't do enough of it I don't look after myself well enough um I love what I do I have a lot of fun with it and uh, I live in my own and so it's actually really hard to know when to stop. Where are the boundaries in that? Mm. Um, and I have I have some family commitments that that when they happen, you know, sometimes there's there's things that happen, and I have to respond immediately. So I try to uh, really go hard at my work, with the knowledge that at some point there could be something that I have to react immediately to. Um, so that means that it's really hard to stop and sort of take a, a step back in case I don't finish something because I can't necessarily plan as well as I, I would like to because of that dynamic. Um, also, I work sitting down most of the time now, despite the fact that I did buy a standing desk, which you press button and it goes and then it goes and it's wonderful. But I hardly ever make it go zoop. <laughs> it's mostly, um, it's mostly down. Uh, I'm trying to make a conscious effort to stand more. But the other thing is, um, yeah. So exercise, eating, taking eating well, taking time away from the screen, is very very hard. And I I'm trying really hard to. I've been working on this because of the family stuff I, I realized that actually i really need to take care of myself better in order to be prepared to do that so i've now managed my diary much much better um, i diarize breaks quite uh, whereas i used to leave a space in my diary and and then i would think oh that feels nice and spacious now i have a it does say break in it so that I do know that that is when I'm having a break yeah. and I, I take my breaks. So yeah. um, this week I have just started diarising my exercise in, so that's really good. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm getting there, but it's a slow progress and it's like two steps forward, one step back, I think. 
Yeah. Yeah. I suppose those must be issues though that are kind of common amongst folks who who have their own business because there must there must be huge pressures when you're owning when you own and run and work in your own business in terms of getting everything done because actually that's the thing that's providing your livelihood and all the rest yeah. of it as well. So it must be that must be quite common amongst business you know sole traders or you know people owning their own business that 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 they're the only person working in it yeah and I think that that one of the things about it is that if I mean you know it's even if you're an employee nothing is nothing is set in stone so you anything can happen and particularly in this climate so nothing is as stable as it is people used to think it is so you know people say that having your own business is a little bit more risky therefore more pressure Yes, it can be if you let it. If you, if you think that way, um, personally, I, I have a great belief in what I'm doing, and I actually believe that um, that that no matter what the economic climate, uh, there is work there, and and it's just. So I I, I was looking at something this morning, and it, I was thinking, well, we've reached eight billion people. There's eight billion people in the world. I'm only looking for twenty four. <laughs> I can do that, you know, that seems achievable to me. Um, the thing that does bring the extra pressures for me, from my perspective, is that one, it's your baby and you absolutely love it and you want it to succeed. Yeah, yeah. And and it's the journey is so fun, it you get caught up in the excitement, you can forget to um that, that, that there's a world outside your business. You can forget that you know uh, you have friends that that don't necessarily want to hear about your your KPIs or your whatever numbers or or how good you did a a call yeah. with somebody or how you well you got on with somebody. They don't care. They they want to talk about like normal things. So um, so that that that's also quite isolating when you can't really share that with uh, other people. I think if you've got a partnership. That, that can be, you've got another person to, to bounce things off, but when you're a sole uh, trader, it's, it is a little bit more isolating. And it's very important that you surround yourself with uh, people who understand and, and can get what you're on about. So I have a community of other agency owners who are running similar businesses all over the world. Um, and I, it, I, I like well, you know, Lisa, who obviously w- w- I work with her. She she's a great designer. Worked with us in the Healing for the Heart website. She is fantastic, and I had a right rant at her last night, and she came back this morning with lots of sympathy and <laughs> and and you know because she understands. She understands. Yeah. She's in the same business. She knows yeah. what it's like. Um, so I think that's it's really important to have that peer to peer support. Yeah. Um, and uh, but also to to actually force yourself to do something outside of your business for fun, um, yeah. and and really take a break. So uh, so you're not boring for stars. So you can talk about something other than work. Yeah. And of course you're all the snowboard and stuff and all. I see the yeah. dome has. I see the dome yeah, has closed. That's down. not good. Oh, that's awful. I had a voucher. I'm glad I used it <laughs> last month. So yeah, excellent. Yeah. All in just just got <laughs> just got in there with my voucher. Um, yeah, I mean that's that. There were so many. I was thinking about that. How awful it must have been for all the people who work there. But particularly, what, what, one of the the places that I worked for was disability snow sports, and they ha- they have an office in there, and they ran out of there. 
and that that will be devastating for a lot of people with disabilities yeah, yeah. so yeah so but yes that's that snow is definitely my passion outside of work um, and I'm looking forward to the snow this winter in Scotland. Um, yeah, <laughs> here's hoping. Yeah, here's hoping. And my my summer my new summer one is paddleboarding on the water. So that's yeah. that's been great as well. So that's um, I really some some weeks I really I joined a club and some weeks I really had to force myself to walk away from the computer and go to club night. And sometimes I just don't do it. I I, was, I should be at club night and I'm sat in front of the computer. And, and uh, yeah, sometimes I could kick myself. I think, what are you doing here? Get out. Because I never, ever regret going. Yeah. That's the yeah. thing. It's just the push. It's the momentum sometimes yeah. to actually make the choice, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and to go, sometimes that's the hardest battle is actually just to get out of the house and go. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we were chatting in there in here not that long ago about, um, about the gym and I was saying the same thing. It's like, I know how much better I feel once I've been, yeah. but... The, the hardest fight is actually to get because your mind can convince you of all sorts of things like oh it's too cold you don't have enough time you're going to get wet you don't own oh, no, that meeting you'll never make that meeting you really have to do you know yeah. and before you know it the time's gone and you really don't have time to go yeah. you touched on a minute ago the whole you know you find yourself still sitting in front of a screen and you know you could have been whatever and I suppose mm -hmm. that makes me think about the whole kind of digital technology thing which a lot with a lot of people and, and in a lot of places in the media gets really bad press in terms mm, yeah. of our mental health and our emotional health and the impact of social media the impact of screens reducing people's screen time and yeah. so we tend to hear lots of the negative stuff in terms of how digital the digital world impacts us but I wonder whether or not there are there's for you you can see ways in which actually the digital world can improve things for us yeah yeah, I think so. That's a, that's a really good question, and, and one of the things that I f I sometimes feel I'm a little bit out of step with some people with is that uh, people say, well, you need to have more time completely away from any digital device, step away from it, switch them all off at eight o'clock, ten o'clock, whatever whatever time people deem is appropriate for for me. But but actually, you know, my whole life. Is, is electronic, it's digital. That's the way I operate. I have my um, my Google Nest, I have my my Kindle, I have my, you know, everything is electronic and that's the, that's the way I live my life. And so for me, it's really important that if, if these things are going to be a help, that they, they don't become an, a hindrance. And I think there is something about how you use them and and what are what are the resources you're accessing as well? So I mean, one of the things obviously it's it's hard not to mention is Hope's Table, where we work together to produce the the website for Hope's Table, and that's that's a fantastic resource for people. You know, it's got the visual, it's got the little duck pond, which people can just sit and watch the ducks' body kicking up in the air. And if MD hasn't been there, you should totally go. Um, I think it's hopestable.co.uk. Big plug. Um, <laughs> But there's also I was I was watching I was, I was doing a little bit of a mini course with somebody uh, online a lady who does stuff with um, 
I'm going to say the letters wrong. Is it EMDR? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she was she was getting us to do a session, and this was a group of people all over the world, and she was running a dot backwards and forwards. Now, so she's in I think she was in Australia or something, and she's running this dot this this session with people all over the world, and and all over the world these we are going like this and we're following the dot and we're going through the session with her and I thought this would not be possible without the technology we have Um, and actually for me that that was that was really helpful to have that happen right in the middle of my day I just kind of went through that did did all the the resetting stuff and and just felt great about getting into the next level Um, I think the other thing is, you know, there's practical stuff about blue light. You can put mm. screens and things like that on them. I don't really like them, but I, you know, some people find them helpful. Um, and and you know, I, the, the other thing is, I don't have a TV, so uh, I don't switch off my electronics at, at you know ten o'clock or whatever. I might watch a a movie at that point, and and then I'll switch off. So, you know, movies when you you know, you need to relax and unwind, and you just want to watch something. I don't see, I don't see that as an issue. I think it, it's like everything, though. Everything can tip into an issue. That's right. It? That's right. When it grabs hold of you, I last week removed Facebook from my phone because of reels, basically, because <laughs> I wasn't even watching them. I was sat doing this, and I didn't even stop. And I, and then I looked up, and three hours of my life had gone, and I thought that's really not helpful I don't feel good about that so I took it off completely um no I, I can still go but if I go to it I go to it my desktop computer so I, I only go for work really purposes now so yeah and I suppose it is just that working out what it is that works for you yeah. and if it works for you then that's fine if it doesn't then that's okay too yeah and it's not having it's not that hard and fast well I have to do this or I, or I have to do that but yeah. it is actually about a very personalised approach in terms of, of what works I suppose too for us you know um, before the pandemic we didn't do anything at all online you know mm. that you know all yeah. we did we only ever did in person stuff and it was only the um, the pressure of the pandemic that made us do that and those conditions otherwise I'm not sure we would ever have moved uh, online because we were really resistant to it but now having done that we can see the benefits you know we've had um, two ladies from Shetland who have been part of one of our online groups from the very start of the pandemic and continue to be part of that you know and if we if we only ever run those groups in person they would never have had the opportunity to do that you know and the you know kind of the the follow-on from that is that um, Vicky, who runs those groups, has been up to Shetland because, in actual fact, she went up to meet the people that yes. she had been working with for the last two years online, and so we now have a connection up there. That you know, so there are there seems to be, to me to be real benefits yes. in some of the digital stuff. Um, I know personally. I, I'd far rather see somebody in person over a cup of coffee, but it's each to his own. My kids aren't like that, you know. Mm. So I, I think there's a generational thing in there too. But I think we can. I think you're right. I think we can get hung up on what's good for us, but actually, what's good for you might not be the same as what's good for me. Yeah. Um, and it's about how we make space for one another in that, and what that looks like. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I think for me, I, I don't. I, I'd much rather have a, in general terms there are certain people that's not true for but in general terms I'd much rather have a cup of coffee over zoom with you um 
mainly because it's a it's a big thing for me to go out the house. It's it's really quite big. So I would rather do that, and also it's more efficient in terms yeah. of time. Um, so I, <laughs> and yeah. uh, you know, no your carbon footprint. And your carbon footprint, yeah. If you're taking the car. Yeah, yeah. But you know, nobody nobody wants to hear that that you just want to meet them over Zoom because it's more efficient. Because I think that feels quite rude, doesn't it? Sometimes it's like, well, why do you not want to see me in person? Yeah. So I think when people started returning to in-person meetings, I, I found that a little bit more difficult because people yeah. are asking for yeah. in person I say yeah. oh would you mind if we just do that over zoom yeah and and you just get a oh yeah that's fine but you you see that initial oh you don't want to come and see me see me and and that's yeah that's because what's right for them is not necessarily right for me and yeah. um I think we need to just really respect that the whole thing around working from home, working from the office. I think that's really shown the the differences in people, hasn't it? Yeah. Some people love it. Some people love working from home. Some yeah. people just hate it and they want to get back into the office and yeah. you know have those um, water cooler interactions and nights out or whatever. And some people are really happy to, you know stumble from their bed to their computer and get on with the day and maybe put their blouse on in front of the I'm not saying that I do that but <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> top dress jammies on the bottom that's, that's the right. one yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that I think there's shifts though in terms of the whole digital world and digital working mm. um, and I think that we're all having to learn what that looks like mm. uh, particularly about connecting in with other staff or supporting staff or whatever maybe not 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 if you're working on your own necessarily although there are other people that you would connect in with too but I think we're all having to work at that I know what you mean though about the the, the online meeting thing because in actual fact sometimes if you can have a meeting if you can do an online coffee with somebody you can actually do it in the middle of your day between things whereas you don't have time to do it if you yeah. you can't because you can't get to where they are and, and yeah. then get back so yeah. so there definitely are benefits Definitely, and also, you know, well, I, I, you know, well, I mentioned Lisa's in South Africa, and I work with her quite regularly, and I have uh, two business partners who are in England, and we set up a company together before we actually ever met in per person. So, uh, and we meet once a week, and and I work with a chap in the US all the time, you know, and and it just it makes these things possible yeah. in the sense and and sometimes you wonder like I look around the city center and I see the shops shutting down and I see and things are there are a lot of hard times but there's a there's a shift isn't there there's mm -hmm. a shift to the from the physical to the digital and and it's just the next shift in a sense yeah. you know and the, yeah. there was a time when you know, people were there was a lot of manufacturing in Scotland. There was a lot of uh, mining in Scotland and shipbuilding and things like that. And then there was a shift, and and you know these I think these shifts come and w we don't know where this will go, but this is where we are at at the moment. Yeah. So. Yep, I think also it's interesting. You know, when you when you put it in that language of this, you know, there's been a shift, and you you kind of liken it to the the manufacturing and whatnot, and the you know we lost the shipbuilding and all mm. of that kind of stuff. And I think for folks though, those those shifts create a sense of. Um, 
they're moving into something that's unfamiliar and sometimes that can be scary for people and sometimes that can generate lots of feelings of loss because actually they quite like the thing that was there before and so maybe that's part of the tussle as well in terms of the shift in the digital stuff now too and also I wonder too sometimes if the digital stuff has marked the pandemic for us because actually that's when everybody had to get into the digital stuff so it wasn't necessarily a positive um, move into digital stuff or you know so tied up with all the digital thing is the are the feelings round about the isolation of the pandemic and whatnot as well so we've not really had a clean start on it on the new hybrid working or anything else so that's maybe a possibility as well yeah i think so i think so the other thing about that is is the people that have been left behind the the generation it mostly is a generational thing but um i think of my own parents who they they can no longer really use online effectively um in fact they they because the phone is no longer a thing everybody mm. texts now mm. um they will you know get in their car and go and turn up somewhere because they they don't know how to communicate digitally or so so they don't understand that world they they feel left behind in it um and so there is that sense that they're not part of the world anymore and that I think that's a real shame and it's not I know a lot of older people did get into using technology but there is definitely a lot that that just it was just beyond them and and there are younger people as well who who for whom that's true as well and I think that's I think that's a real sadness and and how do we I don't know, you know, the digital world is my world and I love it. Um, But I am aware that it's there is an exclusion as soon as you get into it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So when we have folks on the podcast here, we ask one question of everybody and we've had some really interesting answers over the last 12 months. So again, no pressure. But (laughs) if you had you know, magic dust or fairy dust or a magic wand or something that you could wave that you could change something in our society or culture that would make a huge positive difference to mental and emotional well-being then what would you change? Hmm. So I should have an answer to this because you did you did tell me this question was coming <laughs> and I thought I was going to think about it and have a great answer but I don't really have a great answer I think the um I think attitudes are hearts and minds are really the the most important. I think because there is still, you know, even though there has been a lot of work and we've come a lot of the way along, there is still a lot of negative uh, stuff around Mm -hmm. admitting you're struggling, admitting you need help. I think particularly for somebody like myself who works mostly alone, where do I go when when I'm having a mental blow up or whatever and I can't, you know, I can't say to my clients I'm very sorry, I'm very sorry I'm just feeling too sad to talk to you today, I'm not going to do that so, but, you know, but I could say, I've got, I've got the cold I'm sorry I can't talk to you, I could say I've just broke my leg, I can't talk to you so why is it that, that it's still it's yeah. still a thing. Men- mental health is still. So I still think there's a lot of, of stuff to be doing in, in terms of changing attitudes. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, we would certainly agree with you in terms of what we see here. 
uh, with folks coming. We, we think that we do quite a good job in terms of creating space where there's no stigma, but actually it's really countercultural mm-hmm. because it's still out there, it's still alive and kicking and, and still doing really well out there. Thank you so much for coming in and thank you for the chat. Thank you Uh, for having me. Absolutely. Um, If you've been watching today and you think you would like to join us here at the table um, to join us on our podcast and be somebody that's just like us, where we can have that conversation, we can hear what your heart is in the midst of all of this um, challenging times that we have um, and where you can come and just promote a wee bit of what you do and what you think, then we'd love to hear from you. You can get in touch with us. Um, The details will be wherever this podcast is going and wherever you see it the details will be in the blurb there and we'd love to welcome you and meantime we will check out now and we'll see you on the next podcast people just like us